0: You are Locked on Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: What's up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to the episode of Locked on Buckeyes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. It is Thursday, October the 15th, the year 2020. The week is almost over. We are nine days away from the kickoff of the football season. And we are about a month and a half away from the tip-off of the basketball season as well. Big things coming. Stay tuned right here every day. Remember, Locked on Buckeyes has you covered, has everything covered. Five days a week coming at you to help you stay up to date with everything going on with your Ohio State football and basketball teams. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at jstevens 7 You can send all the emails to lockedonbuckeyes at gmail.com. Feel free to stay up to date with the podcast. Go ahead and follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Subscribe, rate, review on whatever listening, podcast listening platform you utilize apple podcast google podcast spotify stitcher iHeartRadio, wherever you listen do everything you can to review the podcast to follow the podcast subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date with everything going on with the podcast so you do not miss an episode and then so more people can enjoy the same Buckeyes guys podcast you enjoy five days a week every monday through friday Lined up for today, like I mentioned yesterday, we have Ryan Roberts, Director of Scouting for NFL Draft Bible, coming on with us. He'll be here with us in segments two and segment three today and tomorrow. Talking about today will be offense-oriented, talking about the 2021 NFL Draft-eligible players on the Buckeyes offense. Tomorrow will be defense. But we begin today's show talking about the basketball team. And there were some interesting things that came out today about the basketball schedule, when Ohio State will start, who they will play, the field they'll play in, and then there's some other interesting notes that I'll mention about the season as well. The Ohio State basketball season tips off November the 25th against Memphis at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on ESPN2. Ohio State will be playing in the crossover classic in Sioux Falls, South Dakota at the Sanford Pentagon. They'll be playing in a eight-team event. They're, the teams playing in the crossover classic go as follows: Dayton, Texas A&M, West Virginia, Creighton, Utah, Wichita State, Ohio State, and Memphis. Now, in this tournament, the winners, whoever plays on, whoever wins the games on the 25th, the winners will play the winners. The losers will play the losers on November the 26th. So the winners of the games will play each other. Will match up. Starting at 12 noon on the 26th, the losers will play at 6.30 Eastern, uh, six thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Both games, all games at the Crossover Classic on the 26th will be played on ESPN2. When I first saw this, I was thinking, wait, hold on. Why do you have the winners playing early and the losers playing late? Well, the 25th is the Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. The 26th is on Thanksgiving. And around 12 o'clock, 12, 1 o'clock, is a major viewing time period for basketball and for football just in general with a family-oriented holiday, people coming over to grandma's house or your auntie's house or your uncle's house so you see maybe once a year, but he puts on the best Thanksgiving feast that you have ever seen. Or maybe you host the event yourself. Well, you all know 12, 1, 2 o'clock, That's right around when the Lions play. Ain't nobody watching them. The Cowboys come on later. They're still called America's team. Not as good this year, but you know, America will be watching them. And so it was a phenomenal way to put the schedule to say, oh, how about we have the winners, the best teams play early, losers play late, not take away. Because we know once football gets in the heart of the day, there's nothing we can do to pull eyeballs from the National Football League to watch The Crossover Classic in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Also, some other things interesting about this event, the Crossover Classic, all traveling parties will be tested regularly. They will remain in a controlled environment. There will be a limited number of tickets available for purchase, and those will go on sale beginning or on November. The first masks, as expected, will be required for all people who attend games at the Crossover. Over class. Some other interesting notes about the basketball t- schedule and the team, the season which tips off November the 25th. Ohio State will host Moorhead State on the, on December the 2nd. They will host Alabama AM and m on December the 5th. The opponent that they'll play, the person they'll play in the Big Ten ACC challenge is to be determined. Ohio State will face The University of North Carolina on a neutral site on December the 19th in the CBS Sports Classic. And then as well, the 20-game Big Ten schedule is still being finalized at the time of this recording. And this is being recorded on Wednesday evening. It looks like it's 9-18 Eastern Standard Time. I looked up at the baseball on my television screen and I saw the Dodgers are up big. That's Well, it's nice to have baseball on, but I was not expecting that to happen in this series But guys, basketball's right around the corner. We have been talking about football every day I've been on the podcast from start to finish of the episode. But let's not forget, the Ohio State Buckeyes, even though their season got derailed and got halted early on, they are still going to be a season, a team that is going to be looked at A team that's going to make some noise and a team that we will look at and start analyzing and start predicting how they will be playing. Not just in those games that I mentioned in the crossover classic, but also other games as well this season. Keep your eyes on this team. Yes, they lost some players, but they still have a coach that I trust in Chris Holtman that I believe you trust as well to lead them and to help them develop not just as basketball players, but also as young men as well. The better person you are under Chris Holtman, the more buy-in you have under his system. You saw, it at, you saw it at Butler. You'll see it more at Ohio State. He will continue to get the best and the most out of his players, not just the ones that he recruited, but as you saw, once he got the job at Ohio State after that model left, he will continue to get more out of those players as well. I'm not sure how he does it. With me living in Indianapolis, I saw with Chris Holtman, when he came in and he got, got the job at Butler under weird situation, a weird circumstance, he was put in some, in some people's eyes in a lose-lose situation. That was not the case. He turned that program around. He kept them up float. He won more games than expected, and he really proved that he is a really good coach, a well-respected coach, not just in the Midwest, but around the country for his coaching style and for the way that he gets players to truly buy in to his system. Looking forward to November the 25th, the tip-off of the basketball season. Hey, October 24th is great, kickoff of the football season. But hey, guys, a month and a half away, the basketball team will be playing as well. Let's go ahead and take a quick timeout. When we come back, we will hear Ryan Roberts as he discusses the offensive players that are draft-eligible for the 2021 2021 NFL Draft. But first, we heard about them earlier today. We will hear about them some more, my good friends, at rockauto.com. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you'd prefer. Best of all,
0: Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: And joining us now, it's a gentleman that I have done stuff with previously from my main podcast, the Jay Stevens Podcast, and now joining me here on Locked On Buckeyes, it is Ryan Roberts from NFL Draft Bible. Ryan, how are you doing today?
0: I'm good, Jay. I'm good, man. I appreciate being on one of the first podcasts that you're on the Locked On Network, man. Again, huge congratulations. It's a great network, and I'm so happy to see you continue to do great things, man. I'm really pumped for you.
1: Thank you, Ryan. I really appreciate that. Before we start diving into your expertise as a scout and analyzing players, um, projecting them for the draft, let people know where they can connect with you via social media, listen to some of the podcasts you do, and then read some of the articles you write.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you can find me directly at Rise, the letter N draft on Twitter, uh, anything NFL draft related. You can check out NFLDraftBible.com. All the evaluations, or I should say most of the evaluations on there are from Myself, um, along with an, with a, a great staff that we have over there, also do the Believe in NFL Draft Prospect podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. So please make sure to check the, out that on any podcast provider that you use, from uh, you know Apple Podcasts to Stitcher to Spotify, anything you anything you can think of, you find it on there. And uh, you know also write for the Fantasy Draft Room, um, uh, the Dan- the Dynasty Draft Room. I'm sorry, TDDR on Twitter as well. If you want to check out some of my content on there.
1: Yeah, Ryan's a guy um, when it comes to draft stuff, draft, I say draft stuff and a loose term, but um, when it comes to draft players, scouting him and him, Alex, and I think it's, is it Joe? I forget his, Joe, I forget yep. his name. Him, Ryan, Alex, and Joe. I listen to the podcast weekly. Um, do a phenomenal job, stock up, stock down, weekly for interviews. They do a phenomenal job. And I truly um look forward to more podcasts with them. And speaking of podcasts that Ryan does, Ryan's been on with me, but we've never done a team-specific thing ever. So I'm really interested to hear about Ryan and how he projects this draft. The players that are projected to be eligible for the NFL draft in 2021 projected to be around the same time that it normally is it could get pushed back not really sure with the schedule but when you look at Ohio State Ryan as a whole offense defense special teams what do you see and how do you classify this specific class I mean
0: from you know before the Big Ten had originally made their decision to shut everything down you know before they obviously reversed that decision I thought Ohio State was probably the front runner with Clemson And, and that speaks not only to the quality of coaching and the quality of players they have but also from a draft perspective right they have guys everywhere it's it's your traditional ohio state you know and, and i feel like at every level offense defense there's a draft prospect to talk about so it's it's an incredible class i think if you're just talking team specific towards the 2021 nfo draft it has a very good um, qualification to fight with the alabamas of the world as potentially having the most players drafted I, th- I think it's that quality of a draft so i'm sure buckeye fans are not only excited for obviously the return of football coming here pretty soon, but also they should definitely look forward to the 2021 draft cycle as they're going to have a plethora of guys that are going to be in that first round and day two conversation.
1: Football being back is big. We're looking forward to seeing numerous players I have on my list, and you can look at the two deep and just look at how talented this team is. But you can't look at this squad without looking at – we'll start offense first, Ryan. You can't look at the squad without looking first at the quarterback I always go back to his days in Athens to talk about what him transferring from Athens, Georgia, up to Columbus. Almost left school when he first got there. Uh, got a little homesick. And now he's the guy that we believe, Buckeye fans believe, he will lead them to win a championship. Draft prospect caliber-wise, what do you see from Justin Fields?
0: Oh, he, he's in the he's in the top five to ten conversation easily. You know, I, I don't think that he's ever personally going to take over. You know, really threaten Trevor Lawrence at the top there at number one but I think it's the fight between him and Trey Lance for that quarterback two slot. And I I think that that's not really going to change. I don't see anybody really getting into that conversation with those two for me. Anyway, I I think that at the end of the day, when you evaluate those two players, Justin Fields has the opportunity to play against big, big 10 defenses every week. He has been on that national stage playing against NFL talent every single week. So I think that that's going to go heavily into his favor when you, when you start to fight it out for that quarterback two spot, exceptionally talented without a, you know, without any doubt or inkling of doubt in your mind, The dude has every attribute that you will want for a franchise quarterback. And I think that he's a safe bet to be the second guy, potentially third at worst off the board. And I can't see him falling quite far out of the top five.
1: I got a couple things I want to say, but first I want to ask you, Justin Fields, we saw the phenomenal year he had last year. Um, Very minimal, very few interceptions, which, you know, transferring a new system, you think about interceptions, but there's always room for improvement. I mean, Trevor Lawrence could improve. Um, Travis Etienne, Clemson could improve. Um, You look at Ohio State, Justin Fields could improve. Chris Olave, who we will talk about in a second, he can improve. Everyone has room for improvement because there's not, no one is perfect. I mean, there's always some little detail, Chase Young as well, who he could improve in some area of his game. What area do you feel Justin Fields could improve in the most? Well, I I think that
0: it's a really interesting conversation because I think the biggest thing that holds Justin Fields back to a degree is the offense in respect to the – it's not very complicated. It's pretty simplistic style, right? There's crossers, mesh concepts all day long. It's relatively easy when you're talking about from just a – ability to read a defense and that holds a guy back to a degree. We saw it with Dwayne Haskins a little bit as well. That was like my biggest knock on him was you're not asked to do a ton as far as transferring from that first to second to maybe even third read. It's very, very basic stuff, which works for Ohio state because they have athletes everywhere that make that work. I think what I want to see next for Justin Fields, and we saw it down the stretch last year where he got banged up a little bit. He had a really nice game against Clemson, but when he got banged up, and he was limited to mostly in the pocket because he just wasn't the same running threat after the injury was defenses really started to bring more and more pressure on him and try to make him uncomfortable in the pocket. And I, do, I think that there are times where his pocket presence is not the best. It's sometimes where he's fading a little bit. He just does not look comfortable navigating that chaos when things aren't perfect around him. So that, I think that's the next step for him. I want to see that pocket awareness really take a big evolution this this off season, because I know that he's a great athlete. I know that he can sling the rock. I know that he can potentially threaten multi-levels of the defense, throws a great deep ball. I want to see when things aren't perfect around you, when you're pushed into adverse situations. That's I think, is what the real separator between the good and great quarterbacks. When things aren't perfect around you, you can ascend and make, make things look a little more be- a little better than they potentially could be. So I really think I want to see him manage that chaos and create things around him when things aren't going perfect.
1: And you mentioned a gentleman by the name of Trey Lance. Um, you and I have talked about him before. I just had a showcase game, which I wish I could see him play all year long because I just, when he gets, when he gets a rhythm, I, I love watching him play. But a lot of people, Buckeye fans, Big Ten fans, have no idea who he is, have never heard about him, don't realize the caliber of player that he is. And why is it that a guy they've never heard of or heard very little about is right there with Justin Fields? Why do are they so close together in your eyes?
0: I think, well, it's a really fun conversation, Jay, because I think stylistically from a physical perspective, when we're talking just size, arm strength, athleticism, I think they're really similar players. They like, if you put them side by side, they're very comparable. And I think that, that that's why that they're going to be so heavily debated is right. Cause Trey Lance plays in a system where there's more pro style elements. Justin Fields does not, but also Trey Lance is playing against FCS competition So Trey Lance, as far as the level of competition concerns, is not, you know, the concern is with him, not so much with Justin Fields. So there are different things that each one has going for them. But the difference, but the similarity is that stylistically, offensively, you want to do some of the same things because they can attribute to the quarterback run game. They have big arms where they can threaten multi-levels of defense. The, The reason that I think that Trey Lance, for me, is in that conversation is I think that He has a similar skill set, but I think if I'm talking about them being in the same situation, same coaching staff, same stylistic, I think that there might be a potential where you might be able to get a little more out of Trey Lance. And that's no knock to Justin Fields, because again, I think they're both top 10 pick caliber quarterbacks. It's just going to be such a fascinating conversation, especially with, like you said, the lack of more film on Trey Lance, you know, potentially what we're going to have eight in eight game season, right? Plus whatever the playoff spring or whatever it is for Justin Fields, you're going to have a much bigger sample size than with Trey Lance, which I, is the reason I ultimately think that people are going to value Justin Fields over Trey Lance. I just think stylistically they're so similar that it's such a fascinating conversation to have.
1: Let's take a quick timeout. And when we come back, we'll hear the rest of my conversation with Ryan Roberts, but first a word from Built Bar. We are all looking for a protein bar, something to help us when we need a little pick-me-up or something to help us rebuild our muscles after we tear them down in the gym or after a long, strenuous workout. Built Bar is a bar that will assist you in moments just like this. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. They have 12 original flavors. Some of them are raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, orange, toffee almond, just to name a few. And with a purchase, you will get a free cooler. Now, those are only available while supplies last. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on that is l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n and you will get 20% off your next order use promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com let's move with let's move to a guy that uh Phil throws the ball to quite a bit a guy that's been a fan favorite for quite a long time Chris Olave wide receiver what do you see when you watch him on tape I see Dante
0: Pettis a little bit from the San Francisco 49ers. Um, obviously, Pettis has not turned out to be quite what the 49ers would have hoped. But I think that Alave really checks a lot of the boxes. I think that his route running is among the best in the 2021 class, potentially. He has a clear understanding of blind spots and coverage. He has a clear understanding of, of just subtle movements at the top of his stem to create very easy separation. I think that there is a relatively high floor to a Chris Alave. The questions that I'm going to have with him is, is he able to add a physical element to his game because he's a very thin-bodied wide receiver? And what type of athlete is he potentially? I think that his hands are very solid. I think that his route running is exceptional. So there is definitely going to be a role for him at the next level, probably somewhere on day two. The the thing that's going to take him to the next level potentially is, can he add physicality? And is he a good enough athlete where he can uh, can consistently affect the game on a vertical third? Can he beat – players impress man coverage, have a nice release, and then win vertically. I think that that's the separator and the thing that we need to figure out with Alave, but I think there's a very high floor to him being a very successful player in a particular role at the next level.
1: You mentioned day two. Let's go to day one. What other players other than Justin Fields do you, if any, I I know what I think, but I don't know what you see. Um, What other players other than Fields do you see as day one caliber players uh, on the Buckeyes offense right now?
0: Uh, Wyatt Davis is the guy that immediately popped in my head, the offensive guard. I I think that is another good conversation between who's the best true guard in the class. I think it's between Wyatt and the offensive guard from Tennessee, Trey Smith, Uh, stylistically a little differently. Wyatt Davis is a little shorter, but he is incredibly powerful in tight spaces. He's a good athlete. He checks a lot of the boxes. He can be a little over aggressive at times, but it doesn't hurt him as much as you possibly can. Sometimes he's a little out of control but he is so, so powerful. And I think that he is his first round pick written all over him. I think when you compare him to a guy like Trey Smith, the Tennessee guard, I slightly value on the field for Trey Smith, but I think that it's very, I I think it's pretty safe that Wyatt Davis is going to be the first guard off the board because he's not dealing with any medical concerns like Trey Smith has with the recurring blood clots in his lungs. So I think Wyatt Davis is squeaky clean. There is pro bowl caliber guard written all over him, and I, oh, wow. I think I would be I would be very hard pressed to imagine a first round where he is not a part of it next April.
1: Wow, what about Josh Myers?
0: Oh man, I love Myers. We could do a whole podcast <laughs> just about Josh Myers. <laughs> One of my hot takes of the summer was I I think he's better than Creed Humphrey. I really do. The Oklahoma center. I think yeah. Josh Myers is very good. He you know he was recruited as a tackle coming out of. Um, high school. He was a five-star recruit. Notre Dame was after him. I think Notre Dame and Ohio State were the top two for him, and he was very talented. Moving over to center, he's he's a little bit of a strange body type. You know, He's a little longer for what you would traditionally look at for a center. I just think that the upside there, though, is I think he's a better athlete than like a Creed Humphrey. I think that he has similar attributes as far as generating power. Plays in um, you know, tight spaces so well, but he's able to unhinge his hips and really try, really transition laterally to the second level. I think that there's so much to like about Josh Myers. I think he could be in that first round conversation, but for now, I'm going to leave him as a early day two prospect with a lot of. A lot of arrow pointing up because he's only a one-year starter, and I, I'm just so excited to see him again with Wyatt Davis working double-team combos up to the second level. It's a, it's a ton of fun to watch on film for sure.
1: <laughs> I can't wait to watch these, and, he's, and then see Ryan on Twitter just putting out the All-22 about how these guys are just moving moving guys back and forth. I guess some other guys written – no, I'll, I'll go to one here quickly. I don't know what you think about this gentleman. He's a transfer from Oklahoma, a grad transfer, Trey Sermon, running back projected to – I know he's going to be in rotation. I think he's going to be the starter, Master Teague behind him. Hasn't really – I mean, he he's a guy that Buckeye fans know. He played against Ohio State, I believe, a few years ago when Oklahoma beat the Buckeyes, unfortunately. But at the same time, he's a newcomer, and I know he came off an injury. So I'm kind of curious on, like, how he how his rehab has gone, what we'll see. We know how, we, how he's doing during, during practice. When it comes to the NFL draft, he hasn't gotten the buzz. I don't know what you see when you see him on tape. Uh, I mean, so Trey Sermon is a very physical running
0: back. He's explosive in tight spaces. I'm struggling with him just a little bit. I I think that he's definitely a draftable player. There's no doubt about it. You know, I I think that he's going to test really well in terms of broad jump vertical. Like, I think he's got a lot of lower body explosion. I think he's really physical. I don't know if he has any dynamic traits to him. I don't think that he catches the ball extremely well. I don't think he's a guy that's going to hit a ton of home runs. But what I think he is is maybe potentially a Chris Carson type of running back for the okay. Seattle Seahawks, okay. who's a very good football player. Yeah. But some people want to him because he's not going to burst off a bunch of long runs. He's not going to catch a ton of passes. He's not your fantasy football stalwart because he's not the PPR guy. Right. But I think that Trey Sermon is a very solid running back who I can definitely see getting a niche in the NFL. I don't know what the upside is potentially for him, but I mean, it's not hard to watch him at Oklahoma breaking a ton of tackles with the lower body explosion that he has to say, that guy could play in the NFL in some capacity.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Uh, before we close it out on the offense, do you have any other players you could leave? Yeah, you have a list on the offensive side of the ball, any other players that you believe are draft eligible and that will get drafted. And then also you could put these two together. Anybody that can lift their stock throughout the season to potentially get drafted down the road.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, so you, you guys have a bunch of young wide receivers like Garrett Wilson. I know are going to be on the radar very quick. One guy that I know is, um, Jeremy Ruckert, the tight end, yeah. who has been underutilized in that system. And
1: that's just Extremely how, underutilized.
0: Right. And it's just it's just kind of how Ohio State uses their tight ends, right? Like they like to mix and match and use them in different roles, but they never really feature them in the passing game. But, I mean, Ruckert was a very high recruit coming out, as you know, and he is very talented. I mean, you see the flashes. You see the one-handed catches from time to time. Like he's got a lot of traits to like. I stuck him as my tight end five in the summer just because I think that oh, there wow. is – There's upside there, you know, because out of the top three tight ends in the class, there's like, I like Hunter Long a ton from Boston College, and there's a couple other guys, but why can't Jeremy Ruckert be that breakout guy if he is able to get the volume and really start to establish his name? I think that he's a a player that really, if I was Ohio State with, I I know you guys have wide receivers for days, but if there was a way that we could feature this guy with, you know, uh, along with with Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson's the younger guys, I really think, that Jeremy Rucker could be a 40 catch guy in that offense. And I think that he could potentially be a, maybe, maybe we're talking about a day two player at the end of the day, because I think he's going to test well at his size. So is he going to be a 2021 20, guy? Cause he's only a, a true junior. I, I will see, but I think that the talent is definitely there. I know some people like the other tight end Farrell for his role. You know, he's the big blocking tight end. He's got some, he's got some um, good chops in that area. I think he's a solid day three type of player just because he can fill that role again. And then I'm excited to see. Uh, I think he's starting at left tackle. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but Nicholas Petit Frere.
1: I um, believe I believe he is. I believe no. he is. Yeah. is he left? I th- I want to say left. I just said I just talked with this the other day. It's th- I believe it's left, but it could be right. It's only got 50-50 shot. I could be wrong, but you know how it is.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, well, I know he was um he was a really high five-star recruit. I know he's played, you know, in spurts. Obviously, you guys had a very veteran offensive line over the last couple years on the edges, so. I'm excited to see what fire Mumford's at left tackle. So I assume yes, it, yes. he's probably right tackle then good call on that one. So with, with Bowen out now, I assume that he's probably the right tackle. And I will say I've seen some spurts obviously he hasn't played a ton, but talent wise athleticism, you know, six foot five, 300 plus pounds, everything looks good on the hoof there. So he's a guy that like, he's a deep sleeper right now. I doubt he's in the 2021 NFL draft, but he's definitely a guy that I think is going to lay that foundation. And then when Mumford moves on, He's probably a good candidate to flip over to left tackle, and then we'll see. We'll see kind of what the upside is with him down the road.
1: One last one. He's not. I don't know. if – I don't believe he'll come out right now. He can't come out this year. Um, Master Teague. I don't know if you've seen any, watched him at all. I don't know. I don't know how far. I don't know how far ahead you are in your in your uh, uh, evaluations. But Master Teague, quickly before we close out uh, this Thursday episode of the of the uh, of Locked On Buckeyes, what do you see from Master Teague?
0: I I mean, I have similar thoughts to him as far as uh, Trey Sermon. I think that they are similar in a sense. I think that he is not quite as explosive as Sermon in tight spaces, but I think he might have a little more juice to him. Mm -hmm. I was excited to see him. And then, you know, obviously when Trey Sermon transferred over, and I know he was dealing with an injury in spring practice before everything got shut down. So I I like him to a degree. I've, I've definitely seen some flashes but I would be lying if he was like heavily on my radar right now. He's yeah, yeah. kind of a, a wait and see type of back right now.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Ryan, one more time. Can you let the people know where they can catch you on social media?
0: Absolutely. Yep. Rise and draft rise, the letter and draft on Twitter. Check out everything. NFO draft Bible.com. Believe in NFL draft prospect podcast as well is where you can find most of the work.
1: Thanks, Ryan. Really appreciate it, guys. This has been another Thursday edition of Locked on Buckeyes. Come back tomorrow to hear Ryan and I talk about players on defense. And trust me, just give you a little little look into the future. We will start with Sean Wade. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design, the kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited.